Listeners, every once in a blue moon, you have to ask yourself the important questions. Why are we here? What am I doing with the rest of my life? Am I happy? Can we be doing more in this world to better ourselves and others? But I think there's one question that we should all be asking ourselves. Who the hell is Davon Reed? Jared, who is he? Uh, apparently he's a real human being. I had no idea until mere moments ago. Uh, I, I assumed there was maybe somebody with that name in the world, but there is a NBA player with that name. Uh, he's a guy on the Nuggets. You were listening to the Supermax podcast, a uh, salary cap fantasy basketball show, where we talk about no-name players who are making the league minimum $1 million or $1.6 million in salary by the name of Davon Reed, a, uh, a red-hot pickup on the waiver wire. He played one game two days ago as of this recording and did quite well. He's not doing that well right now. Um, baffling. You just you learn about these dudes, and sometimes they work, and sometimes they don't. Terrence Davis on the Kings, I picked up for $4 million. Uh, he had a good end of the year last year when they kind of plugged him in. Uh, too streaky, though. I wouldn't rely on it. Uh, how are you doing, sir? I'm with my other uh, co-host, Jared. I'm Jared. This is why the show is called Jared and Jared Supermax. Uh, well, right now I'm trying to uh, figure out what my dog is growling. Uh, he's, uh, you know... He gets a little excited. I think he knows the holiday season's coming. He wants his gifts now. But uh, he's he's getting excited about the holiday season. I'm just wanting a break from work. But I'm here uh, to talk about who – what was his name again? Devin Reed? Davon Reed. Davon Reed. Uh, no, I, I found a Wikipedia for him. So he is a real guy. Um, That's good. He's not made up. Or he doesn't have a fake he's not, name. He's, he's not made up. That would be fun, though. That would be fun, though, to just, like, throw a message in there. Like, hey, I picked up D.B. Cooper. Uh, in our league and just see who responds what to it. Oh, or just like um, prank the listeners and like talk about this guy on the team and he's yeah. like not real <laughs> and they go oh, yeah, looking yeah. for him. hundred percent. They're like, I can't find D.B. Cooper in my league. Can you please help me? They're like, ha D.B. Cooper's not. Yeah, I'm looking for Dan. Player. Dan Druff. I can't find him on ESPN. <laughs> uh, that'd be a fun thing to do. Uh, I'm good though. I'm good. I'm uh, doing pretty well in our league too. I'm, I'm trying not to get too cocky about it but uh i'm feeling good about my team um we got a long and winding road ahead of us we do have a long yeah we we talked about this before the show it's a it's only two months in the season about six month season so we've got a we're we're about a a third of the way more more closer to a quarter probably yeah of the way through the season who's counting um let's go holiday shopping uh shall we the premise for it. this episode is not actually holiday shopping, although it is the season for it. There was a message in our league chat where the number one overall pick uh, who took Luca, which is the absolute lock for number one uh, player in a salary cap league, as long as Luca's making the rookie deal. Um, he was like, hey, I'm shopping Luca. Uh, Luca, send me your best offers. And everyone in the league sent their offers. And that got me thinking, um, not just about trading away the best player in a salary cap league or trading for him or what his value is or his worth or whatever, but just the general concept of trades and shopping around dudes. So my offer to him, which was rejected, was uh, Tyler Hero, Desmond Bain, and I want to say like 
Zubac or like someone else, like someone else cheap. Um, and essentially the package was around Tyler Hero. And that got me thinking, if I'm willing to shop around one of my best players on my team, one of the few guys who actually is overachieving, really cheap deal, tons of hype, people were really high on him, and he's he's knocking out of the ballpark as sort of a six-man-of-the-year candidate. Who else would I shop him for? So can I go around the league and I kind of shop this guy for other dudes? And that got me thinking, like, let's take a stroll through my league, or I guess our league, Jared, and... I'm going to try to figure out like trade candidates, like people who I'm targeting, which I guess in proxy to the listener would, would come off as a, Oh, maybe I will go and and shop and look at these interesting names and guys, some buy low candidates, some injury dudes, you know, is that a good idea? That's a great idea. Let's go for it. Okay. So I'm going to go through some anonymous rosters. Um, ultimately I will get to your roster. So, you know, I, I don't think we're really going to talk shop, but I'm just throwing out some ideas, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I'll, I'll act completely like, Oh, whose roster is this? But I'll know deep down. It's mine. Well, I mean, if we're comparing an actual real competitive salary cap league, these are real rosters, which should give a sort of good idea to the listener. If they're in this sort of league of how other people are constructing somewhat successful rosters and, who I think are our targets. So I'm looking at this one guy's team. Um, and he's got Jalen Suggs on IR, Jalen Green on IR, and Tyrese Maxey on IR. And he's got Kevin Porter Jr. who's banged up. These are all cheap young guards. Uh, some of them have panned out and some of them have, have not. Um, do you think Tyrese Maxey... Is, is gettable, or is he just too good at this point? Look, I mean, I think he's probably too good to just go out and get. I mean, obviously, anybody's tradable, right? So so when you start, I don't think there's anybody in any league that's completely untradable. But Tyrese Maxey is commanding a much higher price than he was just seven weeks ago. You know, he's given the opportunity because there's no Ben Simmons. And uh, he's made the most of that opportunity. He's a guy who's only making $2.6 So he's still on a very low deal. And he's he's a guy – I don't know who I'd be willing to give – who I'd be willing to give up Tyree Maxey for. Tyrese Maxey for. I don't know. Because I just feel like that's probably, as we sit right now, with a salary cap league, one of the best deals going in the league. Well, the reason I, I mention him, I'll bring up two reasons. One, you never know what the Sixers are thinking and Maury's thinking in terms of wheeling and dealing to uh, get oh, Ben Simmons off the team. And if that includes Maxi, you don't know where he's going to end up. But I think that's pretty unlikely. More importantly, though, He's sick with a non-COVID illness, probably nothing to worry about, but he's been kind of cooling off late November, early December. He has not had the sort of electric scoring nights. Um, He would average like in the, you know, in the, like putting up 20 points a game, like a healthy number of assists. And that's like kind of slowed down after Thanksgiving I don't know. That was really the only name on, on, on this team. Like 
Keldon Johnson, he's cheap and he's good, but I'm not sure that's like an exciting, like, oh, I got to trade for him. That's like a, he's cheap and I'll put him in a package. Um, Montrez Harrell, I think, makes a little too much money. I'm kind of looking at this guy's roster right now. Davon Reed, only a million. Lou Dortz, I think he's only a million. Um, he's been pretty good lately. That actually might be a nice uh, guy. You know, you give up a really good player and then you you get like a Keldon Johnson plus a Lou Dortz. That's, that's pretty cheap. What are your thoughts on uh, trading for a guy we've mentioned previously on the podcast, Kevin Porter Jr.? I had Kevin Porter Jr. in my other league, and I, and I dropped him. He put up a triple-double one night, but, like, God, was the inconsistency just, like, too much to bear. Um, mm-hmm. That's such a volatile, risky maneuver. Um, if you're at the top of your league, like you are, Jared Ross King, uh, I would not – but if you're struggling like I am, maybe a trade for Jalen Suggs. He, boy, his November was looking up. Uh, he was he had like single digit performances early in November, and then turned it around, and he was having a really good uh, second half of November. He had a I'm nineteen looking at stats. points. He had a nineteen point first quarter in the game against the Nets. Um, I feel like that's kind of the time when he really started to key in and find his shot again. And then I believe it was a fractured finger on his shooting on his right hand. Um, I believe is which hand it was. I forget whether it was the right or left. Yeah. Uh, um, Woosh says he's not going under surgery. He'll be reevaluated. Maybe he's an interesting buy low candidate. Yeah. He's a guy uh, I've thought about going after, um, but not giving up too much to go after him to, you know, just because there is, he hasn't shown it yet this season. I think as a Magic fan, I'm hoping he does eventually. But maybe I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't break out this season. Maybe if you're in a league where you have fantasy playoffs and you get towards the end of the year and they're really relying on like the young guys, not for winning, but just for like garbage time stats, like he might be an interesting guy to kind of carry the load in the fantasy playoffs. The only other name on this on this person's roster who looks like I would want them is Mo Bamba, which is something I never thought I would say out loud, but like he's been kind of red hot and I don't like, I mean, he's cheap too, but like, I just don't think you have to give up like kind of a lot to get Mo Bamba. Jesus. Even at, even as a magic fan, I'm like, Oh, I'm not sure if I'd want to do that. Yeah. All right. I'm going to move on to the, uh, to professor John guest of the podcast. I'm going to move over to his team. Try to see who I can pilfer. Um, Unbelievable. He dropped Daniel Gafford and then ended up picking up Daniel Gafford again. And then Daniel Gafford has been awesome. Unbelievably awesome for the last four or five weeks for dirt cheap. Anyone who listened to me on this podcast said, yeah, unbelievable. Um, Isaiah Stewart, beef stew. um, He's been a a little rocky, uh, but he's, he's another interesting guy who's, uh, Who's cheap? I think I have him on on my other roster. Uh, Wendell Carter Jr. Damn, those stats are tasty. Mm. Yeah. And yeah, John's uh, got a good team. John's currently uh, Professor John currently leading our uh, our league. And, yeah, he's uh, in first. Place. I'm coming up. I'm, I'm I'm in second right now, so there's definitely hope. 
but there's a reason he's in first too. I think the most interesting name on here is uh, a guy who I picked up in my other league, which again, is just sort of like literally just like a, a wasteland of like the best talent on the waiver wire. And I just keep picking up and dropping guys freely, just kind of like have them for the show. Like literally for this podcast, I feel like my, my fantasy teams are just for the show and for the listeners and not to win, (laughs) but just as like an experiment of just like, you know, in facilitating, like, what would it be like to own, you know, Evan Mobley and Nikhil Alexander Walker? He's a guy I ended up dropping. He, boy, he was lighting it up early in the season. Early November, he put up 33 points and 10 rebounds and four assists and two steals and a block against the Thunder. And like ever since, it has been like tumultuous. Is he a buy low or is he a sell high? Or I'm not even sell high. I mean, he's probably a sell low as well. Um, I don't know what to make of him. That that yeah, that's a tough one. I don't know. I, I think I think with him, um, it depends more on where you are um, as to whether or not you're going to go after him, right? And, it, and we kind of got on that with uh, with someone like Jalen Suggs, where I shouldn't go after him, but maybe you should. So. I don't know. I really yeah, don't know. That's a head scratcher. I mean, what's really pathetic is that like everyone on John's team, like most of them make less than 10 million and they're like great. Yeah. Like Jakob Pertle is not a guy who like is sexy at all, but like whoever has him is probably like really smart in the way that like the Spurs pick up really non-sexy smart players and they do really well. And you're like, why isn't he? I'm like, why how did I not draft him? Because everyone is so into, you know, picking up the rookies and 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 whatnot, but I think if you didn't pick up Seth Curry early in the year, I think it's probably hard to trade for him. Oh yeah, for sure. I don't know. He also has like, a, like every other game, it seems like he's like, doesn't do super well. And for like, what is he? Seven, eight million. Yeah. He's 8.2 million. God, like Yaka Pertle is way more like reliable. So is Wendell Carter Jr. Like there's like a couple of dudes in that, in that price range who are, well, Let's talk about that. I mean, I think it comes down to positioning too. The center position is across the board. It's loaded as a whole. It's loaded and it's yeah. more it's more consistent. Yep. Right. As long as the guys are playing, you're going to get much more consistency out of. Well, I think Mo Bamba is kind of the outlier, but uh, out of a Wendell, Wendell Carter Jr., out of a um, well, Isaiah Stewart, also an outlier. Uh, but out of uh, Yoko Poto, yeah. Why do I have such a hard time saying his name? Why? Jakob Potl. Per- That's close Pertle? Enough, right? Potl? I, I don't see. I always look at it and I don't want to. It's, it's an almost an R sound. There's no R. Jimmy There's P. No R. JKP. JKP is what we're going to call it from the board. Um, but guys like that, you know, the center position is a much more, you know, you're going to get the rebounds. You're going to probably get 10 to 16 points out of a lot of these guys as far as the uh, actual in-game points um, a night. So it's a very consistent position. And that's a reason why, you know, you uh, JP, as we're going to call him, uh, while nowhere near as, as sexy as someone like Seth Curry, is a lot more consistent player just because of the position he plays. Interesting. I want to move on to the next roster here. None of these names are jumping out at me, 
because this person's roster is uh, mostly filled with a lot of waiver wire dudes. Um, like, I feel like Bobby Portis, Grayson Allen, Patty Mills, Darius Baisley, like, they're probably guys that were picked up really early on in the year, Carmelo. Um, I'll tell you what, though. Let me ask you this. Is Kelly Oubre Jr.'s fantasy game, like, going to stick? Because, boy, oh, boy, he put up 37 against Memphis early November, and then he kind of, like, tailed off a little, but then he started, like, snowballing out of control recently. Like, he's putting up, like, 20 points a game, dude. Let, let's talk great. about – let's let's talk about uh, tonight right now. The 76ers just beat the Hornets in overtime, 127-104. Kelly Oubre Jr., 35 points, five rebounds, three assists uh, in tonight's game. I mean, Jeez, is he going to do this every minutes. game? No. Is he going to do this every game? Absolutely not. I think LaMelo also being out is, uh, you know, that factors in, obviously. Um, but Kelly Oubre is a guy that that maybe maybe you consider. I mean, 12 minutes is a little high for the volatility, but and especially we don't – know what he's going to do from game day. He looked miserable with the Warriors last year. Um, so, and he, he was never quite good with the Suns, right? He was always on the verge of being good, but never quite, oh, this is a good player. But he's had a stretch here, including tonight, where he has played pretty well. Um, I'm not sold yet. But a night like tonight is definitely pushing me towards being sold. I think we learned with the uh, the Lucas scare, because no one's traded for him yet, how hard it is to trade in salary cap leagues. $12 million is, oh, for sure. is a difficult number. Because, like, are you packaging him, or is he a throw-in, or, like, are you doing a one-for-one? One? Like, that's, that's, a, that's a bit of coin to, to stomach, to swallow. Um, yeah. Man, that's an interesting thought to trade for Kelly Oubre. Maybe you just kind of bank on. I don't know, but there's so many other dudes on that team who are like, like, like Miles Bridges, obviously. Like PJ Washington's come on lately. Like I, I picked him up, and like, I think Lamarcus Aldridge was like this team uh, manager's like, oh, cheap power forward center, um, doing well starting, and then like. PJ Washington like got hurt and everyone like forgot about him. And like I added him and he's like blazing hot. So like one man's trash is another man's treasure, but, uh, ah, man, I don't know. I'll tell you what though. This person also has Zion real quick gun to your head. Do you trade for Zion Williams? If you're only giving up like 25 cents on the dollar. No, that's the correct. No, because no, 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 because you don't, like we have seen him when, and, and I, I had a conversation about this today at work about Zion. When he is healthy, when he is playing, he is a great player. But this is his third season, correct? Third season. That is correct. Yes. He he's he feels like he's always hurt. Feels like he never starts the season uh, healthy. Um, it feels like he's it, and this is not a correct stat probably but it feels like he's never had a game where he plays like five in a row like it feels like he's always going to miss time for something um, or they're just going to hold him out or they're just going to hold him out 
So if he's out there, if he's healthy, he's a great force, but it, it doesn't happen a lot, unfortunately. Okay, another gun to your head. Do you think he actually steps on an NBA court this season? I mean, what's the latest update? I, I they delayed it again. Like he, like he had another setback, and they said like January, or February. Wasn't correct me if I'm wrong. In the beginning of the season, it was November. Like he was going to be out. I read weeks. somewhere he was ready to go, and then he wasn't. And then the news broke about his surgery came out. At this race, him being out, like if you had to put a gun to my head, gun to my head, gun to my head, and ask me, will he be out for the season? Um, I'm leaning, yeah, I'm leaning, yeah, because this troubling, you know, where you heard, you know, he was ready to go at the beginning of the season. I heard it's going to be just a few weeks, and now we're here in uh, early December, and it won't be till January or February. That timeline keeps being pushed back. And at what point do they just hold at him some out point, just because they want yeah. to lose? Yeah. Yeah. I think there's more going then on again, to this than, com- than what we're hearing. Yeah. This is, this is, this is a huge wrinkle that I'm going to throw at you. And has less to do with soccer capital league than it does with the NBA in general. Does Zion ever play for New Orleans again? Unfortunately, he will. The NBA will do everything in his power to make sure that he plays on, on that team. Like literally he's the only thing propping that team up. And it's really pathetic, but like that team shouldn't exist. Like New Orleans should not have a basketball team. It should be in Seattle. And I don't want him to turn into the next uh, Greg Oden. Yeah, hundred percent. All right, Devin Booker's on IR. You think he's tradable, or is that just like don't ask now? I had him for a bit on my team. Do you think uh, anyone would want to give up on him? Because he hasn't had like the greatest season. I mean, he's had a few clunkers. He hasn't. There. He hasn't. Um, and I say clunkers is in like he scored 17 or 19, you know, points as opposed to like 20 or 30. Right, right, right. Um, you know, cutting him is part of the way I got John Collins, who has been one of the most consistent players on my team. Um, I, I'm, I cut Devin Booker for a reason because – He's making $31 million, and at that number, you should be getting consistent production. And maybe, you know, sometimes we see these guys get hurt. They, like, they get off to a slow start in the season, right? They get hurt. They miss a few weeks. They come back, and then they're just, like, back on it. Like, they are the way that they're at their peak performance selves. Um, I don't know if that's going to be the case with Devin Booker. Maybe it will. Maybe it will. But I'm not running out to make a trade for him. Interesting. I'm looking would at the you, next would team. Would you go? No, no. Would hang on. Booker? Would you? Would, yeah. No. I'm thinking about it. I'm like, what am I giving up? No. I think on the waiver wire, there's yeah. probably better options at that price point. Or not better, but just like not hurt. I don't think he's right. saving on IR4. Um, I'm looking at this next roster. Is there a, a world we live in in which Jaron Jackson Jr. in a contract year, being healthy and productive, is he attainable or is that just like a don't even ask? If I, if he's on my team and he's putting up consistent, like say let's say twenty fantasy points a game, 
No, let's go a little higher. Let's, let's say let's say twenty five range. I'm not trading him. That nine million. What are you going to give me? What are you realistically going to give me to to make up for that? That I can also fit under my cap. It's not a lot. Can I interest you in Tyler Hero and? I don't want to give up Desmond Bain too. That's. You know what's funny? Maybe if you, maybe if you play with me with with Tyler Hero and Franz Wagner, maybe I'm maybe I'm listening. I don't know if I want to put all my eggs in the Sharon Jackson Jr. basket, considering he's probably the most injury prone out of all the names we just mentioned. Um, mm-hmm. It's funny. This team yeah. owner, I uh, there are a lot of names on here of people I've never heard of, um, or at least have forgotten about. Like Chimezi Metu, Garrison Matthews was Garrison on a Matthews. I haven't thought about Sylvie. Years. Magic Rockets game. I forgot he existed, and all of a sudden I'm like, "Oh, Houston? Garrison Matthews! It's been a minute. What's up, man? Herbie Jones, uh, Herbert but, Jones. He's a rookie. We talked about him. Jared Vanderbilt. Jared Vanderbilt. I tried so hard to trade for Rashawn Holmes. This guy has Rashawn Holmes. I tried so hard, and I couldn't. I couldn't get him to budge. Um, and other it's than like how you, you've tried to trade uh, for me to get Jason Tatum. Yeah, I just stopped with that. I, I'm over it. Um, yeah. yeah, good call. Other than, I guess, Jordan Poole, I, I'm not really liking any trade options because this person's not trading Shea. They're not trading. I mean, I know there's no point to trading for Kevin Durant. I mean, that, that would be impossible. He just picked up Joel Embiid, which is actually pretty smart because he's. He's it's back a, he had a it. huge game tonight. Yeah, huge game tonight. All right, let's move on to the next uh, team. Joel Embiid, just just for the listeners at home, forty three points, fifteen rebounds, seven assists in tonight's game. Pretty decent. How many salaries would I have to put together to get Dejounte Murray? He's making 15. That would be like, you'd have to like do like a Kelly Oubre plus a cheap dude to get it to Jante Murray. Yeah, you would. Um, I'm, I'm looking, I'm actually looking at your roster and thinking about who would I, who would I take? Oh, I didn't even necessarily mean my roster. Cause like, I'm not even sure I'm going to like, I'm just saying like a, like a theoretical, like if people are interested in these names, these are the kind of names that I would oh, gotcha, like, gotcha, gotcha. like, like a Jeremy Grant, doesn't make a ton. He's interesting. Like a Mitchell Robinson's back. Um, you know, I, I, I love Mitchell Robinson. He's dirt cheap. Uh, this is this. So this he guy's roster dirty, has yeah. Luca. He was the guy who was like, Oh, I might trade Luca. But like, I'm looking at his team and like, there are some very good names and a lot of people he probably picked up off the waiver wire. Uh, not a, not a strong team. Better than my, no. better than my roster right now currently. But, uh, why on this team, obviously, Luca. What is going on with Luca? Uh, I mean, maybe it's the value that he can maybe thinks he could get for Luca. But what 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 can you get for Luca? Right? It's Luca hasn't performed to the uh, levels that we expected so far this season. But I just I don't think it's it's just a matter of time before he does, in my opinion. Um, so for ten million, what are you gonna what are you gonna get though? If I have Luca, all right, we're gonna we're gonna turn this around. I have Luca. You have every player in the NBA. Yeah. Who do you trade? But you can't you can't increase salary. You got to keep it 
No. Can't keep within a million, one way or the other. Okay. This is a good test. This is a good test. For Luca, what if I dealt? And for the listeners at home, that takes wow. out ninety uh, percent of NBA stars. Yeah, this is ninety percent of the upper echelon. Okay. Who is the best player making like a million or, or two million dollars? The best player making a million. Oh, hey, I gotta look through everybody to make sure I'm not forgetting anyone. Because what if what if it was like Lamelo Ball plus like a guy making one or two million, or like a John Morant? Because like those dudes make eight, and then you put them together with like another one or two million dollar player. <laughs> See, the dog likes it. The dog, the dog loves the deal. Um, I mean, from a fantasy perspective, making one or two million right now. <sighs> That's a tight squeeze. Because, like, if I had, like, like, right now, if I I offered, like, Tyler Harrow, Franz Wagner, and Desmond Bain, that gets me to, like, that that gets me to, like, over 10. That's three valuable players for, like, Luca. Yeah, but here's the thing is, is, yeah, I'm filling out three slots for the one guy. But the one guy has the capability of putting up more points fantasy wise than anybody else going. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe like he a has weird the capability of two players, but three, I don't know. Then again, you have to think that if you're giving up three players for Luca, you also have two empty slots to fill. So your cap would have to be real flexible for you to get like sort of like increased value th- through that. Right. Okay. You, sorry, you offered Tyler Hero, Desmond Bain, and who else? Franz Wagner. Yeah, but that's no over. Deal? That's over the ten. That's the problem. That's and that's on my team. Like I'm just looking around, like literally just combining names from other people's teams. Like a lot of it guys. Is, it is. I mean, the the deal I the deal I made was has to be within a million one more the other. And I know. Above. So so that's you're close tough. enough to make the deal work. Mm. But it, it's tough. It is tough. You're like right. a lot of a lot of guys. Like I'm. Like we just we talked about like Evan Mobley makes eight. Wendell Carter makes basically seven. Like I'm looking at like young dudes who aren't making that much so, money. For the listeners, when they're when we're talking about these one million dollar deals, these are either veteran minimums or if you're a rookie, if you're a rookie, you're a late pick. Yeah, like you're, you're a late not. Pick. I, I, I think it goes to like the twenties, just steadily decreasing. If I if I'm correct, um, yeah. and then it gets into the one millions, and everybody's kind of making the same at that point. I mean, okay, if you're in a fantasy playoff situation and you're concerned about like Luca coasting or like being rested or whatever, and you put all your eggs in the basket of what if I got like Zion Williamson and like Keldon Johnson. For Luca, something like that. But see, then it comes back to the Zion issue, where I don't know if he's going to play at all this year. If I'm the Pelicans and it's February and we're, uh, you know, twelve games out of a playoff spot because the team is just awful, why would I throw Zion out there? Yeah, you're right. See, I think you got to think about you got to think about that. Like, I'd rather rest Zion till next October at that point and just try to get him healthy than to. And to throw them out there. You know, 
it's funny. I'm looking at it. What would be under Lucas $10 million would be like Miles Bridges and Tyrese Maxey. But I don't think I would do that deal. I think I like Tyrese Maxey and Miles Bridges better because the two of them together are awesome and they're cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. That's a hard puzzle to solve. It's, it's, it's very hard. It depends again on the combination of what you're getting in return. Oh, um, what about, what about a Tyler hero and Josh Giddy combo that basically equals like 9 million. Eh? Oh, it actually know, equals actually, 10 million. That's like, that's like pretty. I'm probably, Oh God, that's tough. I uh, know. Yeah. These are, see, these are, these are the questions. Now, I'm going to look at your roster real quick. We're going we're gonna to zing through this. Um, yeah, I wouldn't give up Miles Bridges. I wouldn't give up on Baller Morant yet. Um, Mikhail Bridges is like your most interesting chip piece. Uh, uh, I tried to use him as a, as a piece yeah. to get Luka onto my team. Schroeder, I'd keep. I I would just stay pat on your team, honestly. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm doing. I have guys like Will Barton who will probably is going to go once Morant or Ball is healthy again. Oh, Caruso's out. Did you Um, know that? Yeah, no, uh, Caruso is out. Yeah, yeah, he was he was the late scratch. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I I didn't even see that that had happened until after the game started. So it was you know too late, but you know it's not a huge loss because it wasn't like I was. Missing out on playing somebody else. Yeah, DeMar DeRozan, too. He, he's on the in, uh, COVID injured list or whatever. Yeah. All right. Let, let's let's speed through these because there are some other interesting cheap names uh, who are – I'm just thinking about this Luca thing. Like Cole Anthony and like a Darius Garland or like a Scotty Barnes. Like even a Jason Tate. Jason Tate doesn't make that much, and he's like really doing well no, these last like several weeks. Yep. 100%. I even have Jason Tate. I have Jason Tate in a non-salary league. Just yeah, so do I. Actually, I picked them up. Yeah, I picked them up. Yeah. That's interesting. All right, let's look at this final roster of dudes. Uh, boy. God, if you if you finagled your way to getting Cade Cunningham, boy, has that paid off. Oh, man, does he look every bit as good as, as everyone promised. Yeah. Well, it, Cade Cunningham, uh, this guy drafted him in our league, or did he trade for him? I, no, I he drafted him. Okay. Okay, he did draft him. Mm-hmm. There, there's oh, and he has my favorite player in the league, Jeremiah. Robinson. Jeremiah Robinson Earl. We have to mention him every episode. Yes, there it is. We've met our quota. Yeah, not too hot December. He was actually doing really well in November. He yeah, basically he took was. the Isaiah Roby slot, and then, meh. Mm. All right. Well, the perfect Luca trade does not exist. Uh, I'm satisfied. How about you? I, I still want the perfect Luca trade. I'm going to keep trying. I'm going to think of something. And the next pod, I'm going to be like, I got it. Sure. Why don't, listener, you hit us up on Twitter. I'm at, at Jared Russo, and uh, he's at, at Jared Ross King. What is your perfect salary cap Luca trade? Preferably like a two for one. Maybe a and salaries, salaries can be within a million, within a million of Luca's contract either way. So that's $9 million to $11 million. Yeah, is basically your window. Boy, that's a tough. So you have call. you have wiggle room. We're trying to give you know wiggle room, so it's not a perfect perfect trade, but it is. I tough. thought the name of this episode was going to be like 
Christmas shopping for, you know, trade packages or whatever. But now I'm just like, do I just name this episode the perfect Luca trade? How do we get Luca? How do we get Luca on our teams? (laughs) We'll figure out a way somehow. Fascinating. I don't think that guy's going to deal Luca. I, I don't know if he was like just stirring the pot, but like, yeah. I might, I might, I might send him a message after this oh pod is done recording. You're going to end up losing the league because you're going to, you're going to tinker with what, what you got going. You locked into a perfect roster and you're just like, what? I blew it up for Luca. There's certain players I will not deal. There are certain players in this team that are not going anywhere. Well, but yeah. But they might be part of the perfect Luca trade. All right. We're, we've gone over our, our, a lot of time uh, budget. So uh, thank you for listening. Uh, like, subscribe, blah, blah, blah. You're not an idiot. You know what to do if you like the show. And uh, thank you for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye.